This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. Good morning. It's Friday, July 16th at 9 a.m., and it's time for Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. So what is Chamber Chatter? Well, it's a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders, underwritten by MapTunes Long Island Chamber Maps. I have two guests joining me today via Zoom technology, Barbara Franco. She is the executive director of the Greater Smithtown Chamber of Commerce, and Beth Wall, president of the Chamber of Commerce of the Mastics and Shirley. Barbara and Beth, welcome to Chamber Chatter. Let's talk. Okay. Nice to be here. Yes. Beth, let's start with you. I know a lot about Long Island, Mm -hmm. but I know very little about the Shirley and Mastic areas. Right. I do know it's on the South Shore in Suffolk County. What else can you tell me and my audience? It's an amazing community. It's steeped in revolutionary colonial history. We have... Uh, the home, the estate of William Floyd, a signer of the Declaration of Independence. His estate is in Mastic Beach and is open for tours. And we also have uh, the Manor of St. George, which is another revolutionary war. The Battle of Long Island was uh, staged there, as well as that's where the first Purple Heart was ever given out. And the history of this community is amazing. Uh, when you go to the Floyd estate and you walk around, you're just in awe to think, they'll tell you, Thomas Jefferson was there. I took my granddaughter one time when she was young and she said, I can't believe I'm walking where Thomas Jefferson walked. You know, wow. it's really amazing. That's remarkable. Yeah, so you know, the history of this community is amazing. The estate is, uh, the only one left on Long Island. He's the only signer of the Declaration of Independence from Long Island. And I believe there's one other estate up north from a signer of the Declaration of Independence. So it's a very important, important thing. Uh, As a matter of fact, in five years, there'll be a 250th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence which is a huge undertaking. The federal government is going to be having uh, massive celebrations all over the country. And we're pushing very hard to make sure that the William Floyd estate is included in all of the activities that are gonna occur all around the country. That sounds pretty exciting. Yeah, it really is, it really is. Beth, what can you tell me about uh, your Chamber of Commerce? And I wanna start by asking you first, I noticed that it's uh, the sh- the mastics plural. Yes, yes okay. because there's man. Actually, we actually have three. We're called really the Tri Hamlet community: Mastic Beach, Mastic Shirley, and we also include Mauritius. We have included the entire William Floyd School District within our boundaries. So it's we call it the Tri Hamlet area. So uh, yeah, but the mastics is Mastic and Mastic Beach, and then Shirley. Originally, the chamber was called, in 1951, when it was formed, it was the Chamber of Commerce of Mastic Beach. And then at some point along the way, the name changed and they incorporated into this name. Seems to be um, the area that you oversee. Shirley and the Mastics. Yes. Uh, red hot real estate right now. Oh my gosh. Several of our members are real estate agents. And as fast as a house goes on the market, it's gone in a week. Yeah. And the prices are through the roof. I mean, people are getting double what they would have gotten a year or two ago. It sounds like it's good times for your communities there. Yeah, it really is. Post pandemic. Barbara, yeah. um, 
I'm going to shift over to you for a second. It's taken me several months to find a time when you were available to come on our program. I'm so sorry. I know you're a busy woman, so I appreciate you taking the time. Um, Smithtown's been in the news quite a lot over the last several months. Um, what's going on with the greater Smithtown chamber? Talk well, to me. Just to bring up the latest and greatest I want to say is uh, every year we celebrate Festival Day, Smithtown Festival Day. It's on Main Street for eight blocks long. Uh, over the years, we've had 10,000 people for the afternoon to enjoy a beautiful outdoor uh, street fair, if you will. And um, I have been here for 15 years hosting this with our board members. And um, the chamber has been hosting Festival Day for the last 31 years. Uh, certainly last year, the whole world was closed. So we had to take that and um, just put that right behind us. And hopefully that that is behind us. But this year, we really had every promise of trying to put Festival Day together. It was June 6th uh, this year when we were planning it. And all throughout the spring, we were going through the rules and regs of all the COVID and all the all the information that we couldn't do it and that we couldn't do it. Um, long story short, and very happily, uh, we were the first on Long Island to have a festival street fair on Long Island, and it opened it up for all the other chambers to do so and follow behind us. Um, we, we decided that we could not take no for an answer. Our business is here. Um, the chamber has about 300 businesses uh, that belong to the chamber, but certainly there are other businesses on Main Street and different kinds of businesses that are not chamber members that we'd like to get on board. But the reason why I'm saying that is because we really uh, decided that we just could not wait to have um, a festival day in October. They said, wait till October, everything will pass, you'll be able to do it then. We had businesses come into the chamber office, we're right, located right on Main Street, and several businesses came to tell me, please stop sending emails, I don't wanna be a downer, but please stop sending emails or please stop sending letters, I'm no longer in business. And these are the people who we left with, we've cried with, we've seen their children go to war, we've seen their children go to college, and um, now they're no longer in business. So one day it was, I just really emotionally had all that I could take. And I said, we gotta do something. We have to have festival day and start Smithtown all over again. And even though we had no's and all this different um, uh, directions, we decided we were going to group together with the other chambers. The other chambers in our neighboring chambers, which was Kings Park, St. James, and um, Wisconsin, and us. And we got together with everybody. We were one voice. We had certainly some of our local officials who, who spearheaded that um, press conference for us, and we spoke. And we were in all the papers and all of the publicity that we could possibly muster, because we just could, say, could not say no anymore. Very long story short, fast forwarded. It usually takes us four months to put together Festival Day. This year, we had three weeks to put together Festival Day because three weeks before June 6th, we were told we had permission to do so and to proceed. So I, whoever had told us that, we said, please put that in writing so we could share that with everyone. And we did, and we were here night and day, seven days a week, the last three weeks before Festival Day to make it happen. I gotta tell you, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. We were spaced apart. We did all the rules and regs. We abided by everything we needed to. The whole town came out for it. And I mean, the, the public officials themselves and all of our town, um, the supervisor, of course, but all of our town leadership, you know, highway department, public, public safety, traffic safety, the fourth precinct, everybody was on board with this. And it was a very, very, very successful day, a very hot day, but we were blessed with a very, very successful day. So that's why it was so busy for the last, um, I wanna say two months, I'm sorry that I was so unavailable, but that's all That's all we were doing. It was just Understood. making that happen. Yeah. Understood. Beth, coming back to you for a second, have you been able to take Smithtown's lead and start to plan events um, moving forward this year? Uh, actually, we just started. It's, as you know, it's been very difficult for everybody to try to plan anything. Uh, every year we have a... Christmas Parade, which is the largest Christmas parade in the town of Brookhaven. Of course, last year we couldn't have it. So we just began starting to plan for the first Sunday in December. And uh, hopefully the weather's going to be good and nothing's going to happen and we'll be able to have it. And 
thousands like who normally come will be able to come and it'll be wonderful. We, our biggest fundraiser of the year is our annual dinner. And of course we didn't have that last year. And so we're trying to find a date now to move that from last April to whenever we're gonna do it this year, which is a little bit of a difficult thing because now everybody is trying to book everything but we will get there and we're in good shape. We, we feel like we're moving forward. Things are looking good and it's all uphill from now on. So this will be your first big event post COVID? Yeah, we did have a few things during COVID, just small things, uh, right. children and stuff like drive-by things, but this will be the first public, uh, other than meetings, first public event we're gonna have December. Super. Lots of luck with that, Beth. Thank you. It's a huge undertaking. <laughs> I know that. Although with everything, it's. Fun. All right, Barbara Smithtown Chamber paving the way here, oh. getting the island up and running. I hope so. My goodness gracious. All right. So for my listeners today, we're introducing a new feature on our program. Um, not entirely new, actually. Our uh, North Carolina Chamber Chatter affiliate has had uh, good success with something they call day tripper. And here's how it works. Um, Barbara, let's assume I'm coming to Smithtown for the day with my wife and three young adult children. How should we spend our day? What's on your, what's on the agenda? Well, uh, with that being said, I think that um, we're known for our restaurants here. Number one, we always have restaurant week once a year, sometimes twice a year. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're planning that for August, August 9th through the 16th. We have some fine dining here, everything from Portuguese to Japanese, you name it, everything is here in Smithtown. So the first thing I'd like to do is take you out to lunch at one of our restaurants. Of course, I think your adult children would like that. And then um, we have a theater here in Smithtown too. Uh, Smithtown Performing Arts is just an absolutely wonderful theater. Uh, and also a little bit out east uh, in Stony Brook at the university, uh, there's the Staller Center, which has magnificent um, uh, international shows, as a matter of fact. Um, we have so many golf courses. If you'd like to play golf, we take you right up to Nessaquag and have a cocktail overlooking the greens. And um, perhaps they'll allow us to go through nine holes if you'd like to play golf. Um, there are many things going on here in Smithtown. Uh, I'm not just going to take you to a regular movie. I want to introduce you to the beaches. I'd put you in my car and take you to the beautiful private beaches that we have that are pristine and so well cared for. And um, it's just, we're on the North shore, so it's a little rocky, not the South shore. However, it is beautiful and it's, it's very, they're very private. They really are very private. Uh, perhaps you'd like to take a boat to Fire Island. I was just at a marina last night, as a matter of fact, and there was a sign saying, leaving for Fire Island tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. I wish I could have signed up. <laughs> so wait, so you can leave out of Smithtown via boat and get to Fire Island? I do believe so. Yes, there's I do. Water, yes. There's a waterway that'll take you down to the south. Yes. Shore, right? As a matter of fact, I'm going to plan a um, sunset cruise out of Northport, as a matter of fact. And they also go to, to um, Fire Island. Uh, really? Right. So um, you'll have a fun day with us for sure. We have a lot of things going on. I'll introduce you to a lot of wonderful people. Um, Smithtown is 358 years old. We celebrated our 350th anniversary, certainly eight years ago, when the Damianos family had um, donated a magnificent statue in front of one of their buildings, John Smith, when he was overlooking Smithtown. And the story goes that the bull ran as far as he could and wherever he took that bull, that was called Smithtown. And Smithtown also consists of St. James, Miss Consett, um, Kings Park and Smithtown proper. So, and we have wonderful um, chambers also within our community. I'm not just the only one. We have a separate Nisconsin chamber, St. James chamber, a um, uh, Kings, Kings Park. Park. Yes, That's Kings good. Park, very big, and, and myself. So the four of us, we collaborate a lot. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're gonna be at Insignia tonight and the Nisconsin chamber is going to join us because it outreaches a little bit further for businesses. It's important for businesses, not just, just uh, stay in their own community to do business, but to keep learning to new people and new things. 
I think mm. that's, you know, really refreshing and to meet new people. That's why, that's why we do networking. You know, we're, we're pretty good at it. You've got a, um, a major landmark in your community, the bull. Yes. What is the history of the Smithtown bull? Well, that's how we got the name Whisper. And there's also Whisper Vineyards, which I'll tell you about later. Um, Whisper was the bull that the Indians decided that if John Smith could get on that bull, as the story goes, and ride as far as he can, that will be the territory that he owns. And he ran as far as he could. And where the perimeter was, the perimeter was um, that he claimed as Smithtown and named it after him because his name was Smith. And there we are. And there are living, breathing, wonderful people who are part of the Smithtown Smith family right here. One of them is our, our historian, too. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. And he's a Smith part of family the family. Uh, goes back a long way. And, they, yeah, and they're still way. there, huh? They're still there? Yeah, the 1600s, as a matter of fact. So, they've got a, a, a great, great following that um, it's marvelous to know. It's great to hear that. We have some wonderful pictures in my office that the Smithtown Historical Society uh, donated to us when we opened our office 16 years ago. And um, it's amazing, the 1700s, these pictures, the 1800s, wow. it really is quite nice. It's great to know about history, where we came from and where we're going. Um, I have a very good friend who lives in Smithtown and the first time I went to visit him years ago, he was giving me directions and he said, and then when you get to the bull, make a hard left. <laughs> And I, I said, what? What you, how am I going to know there's a bull there? He goes, oh, you can't miss the bull. can't miss the bull, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, well, a lot of fun with that bull, definitely. And we decorate him every year. The town decorates him every year. He's got a wreath around his neck. It was uh, something, 90th something anniversary the other day, and they had this beautiful wreath around his neck that the Parks Department had ladders and everything else going on to put it up and to take it down. It's right near the hospital, so it is really a landmark that that left, that hard left oh, it is. the hospital. Okay. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, we're going to jump out right now. We're going to take a short break. But when we come back, it's time for Genie in a Bottle. Oh, That's where we learn what three wishes our guests have for their Chamber of Commerce. And we're also going to find out what there is to do for a day in the Shirley and Mastic communities. This is 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back to 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. This is Chamber Chatter, and I'm your host, Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders, and it's been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the Maptoons Shoppers Discount app. With over 2,500 discounts island-wide, you can download the Maptoons app. That's M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S. Or you can simply visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. My business leaders with me today are Barbara Franco. She's the executive director of the Greater Smithtown Chamber of Commerce. And Beth Wall, president of the Chamber of Commerce of the Mastix and Shirley. Okay, it's time for Genie in a Bottle. And that's where our listening audience learns about the three wishes our guests have for their business group. All right, Beth Wall. I'm going to start with you. You were discussing earlier about the estate of William Floyd. So uh, let's say that uh, you're exploring the estate grounds and you spot a magic lantern on the path. And when you open it, a genie comes out and grants you three wishes for your chamber. What are you asking for? Basically, it's one wish, sewers. <laughs> we have been fighting this fight for 20 years. We are now to the point where we have a shovel-ready project, went out to bids, and with pandemic, the prices went through the roof, and all the bids came in way, way over the estimates. So the project was stopped. Without sewers, we can't do anything. First of all, our Forge River, which is the main river, is a dead river, has been for years. You can't fish in it, it's terrible. Uh, the business community, we, I'm jealous of Barbara with all the restaurants. We have fast food. 
because we can't get restaurants, decent-sized restaurants. Because you don't have sewers. We do not have sewers. Now, supposedly, there's money coming from the federal government and the county to make up this difference so that the sewers can get going. Now, they keep delaying that. So we don't know. But without sewers, we are never going to see the environment improve or the economics of our community. This community uh, is so overloaded with, it's, we're a 15 square mile community with about 60,000 people. A lot of houses were built on 50 foot lots. And the, all that sewage from the cesspools have gone into the rivers. Uh, it, something has to be done. And that's my wish. I have fought this fight for 20 years, and I'm going to fight it till my dying day. But without sewers, you know, we're just never going to see any improvement. Developers are chomping at the bit to get in here because yep. they know the sewers are coming. But then they say, well, I'm not going to buy till I know for certain they're coming in. And so everything is like on a, whole, a stand still right now. And it's very, very upsetting. Well, Beth, I can tell you that you're not alone. Oh, we have had the Manhasset Chamber of Commerce on our program last year sometime. They don't have sewers. But more importantly, last month, we had on the Montauk Chamber of Commerce. They do not have sewers out there. Mm -hmm. But we also had the West Hampton Chamber of Commerce on, who just had just sewers put in. Mm -hmm. And they got into a nice back and forth. Right. And so I'm here to tell you that um, it can happen. And if you're looking for guidance, it sounds like you're pretty far into this. But if you reach out to the West Hampton Chamber of Commerce, they recently had their sewers put in. Yes, I know. One of our members happens to be a trustee in West Hampton Village. And uh, so we've had this discussion with him. But it, it is so frustrating to have gotten to this point now where you're ready, it's shovel ready, and you can't get moved forward. So hopefully, and in, in, I just saw Senator Schumer had a press conference in Patchogue because there are a couple of communities that are tied to this uh, same sewer plan. Mm. And Patchogue, which already has sewers, but wants to expand them. And Senator Schumer was just in there on Friday with a press conference uh, encouraging the federal government to work on this Clean Water Act and get the money he's hoping within the next month, which I'm not going to hold my breath for, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping. I just sent him a big email yesterday, which he hasn't replied to yet. But All right, so you're on a mission. Oh, that's... That's, <laughs> that's, an, under, that's an understatement. But hold on, I, uh, but before, before I move on, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to accept one wish. As president of the chamber, I am 100% certain there are other things that you wish for and hope for and dream for for your chamber of commerce. So tell me two other things that are important to you that you want to see happen. We're on a very large membership drive. We're trying to encourage members to join. Right now we have maybe 70 members. There are thousands of businesses. Yeah. 70 small. 70 small. You got room to grow. Well, it's sure. a small area. You know, right. most of the businesses are small businesses. Uh, and uh, so we're, we're starting to branch out and hit. The only way we're going to do this, and I'm trying to tell this to my membership committee, is you got to walk. You got to get on your feet and go door to door and talk to the people. That's the way you get them to join. So that's that's a very big thing. Our other thing is, for some reason, and we can't figure it out, this area has a very bad reputation, which we don't understand because it's a beautiful community. Beautiful homes, lovely people. Every community has issues. There is no community that doesn't. But for some reason, the media seems to focus on only the negative. When we try to encourage the media to come to some of our events, they don't come. They won't, we had a sewer rally 
after I found out that the uh, project had stopped and I invited all the media to come. This is an important, important issue, not just for our community, for other communities. Right. They didn't show up. Uh, and we're trying to figure out how in the world to improve the reputation of our community. So, okay. Well, you did say one. you're you're selling a lot of homes. Mm -hmm. so you've got new families coming in. We have an amazing school district. And maybe that will be the beginning of the um, you know perception beginning to change. But anyway, right. thank you. Thank right. you for those answers. I'm going to come back to you in a little bit. All right, Barbara. So you mentioned the Nissaquag River. So let's say you're canoeing on the river. You see a bottle floating in the water. You carefully pull it out, of course. And when you open the bottle, a genie comes out that's going to grant you three wishes for your chamber of commerce. What are you asking for? Well, I want to say on a personal note, I hope that all the families and the businesses here in Smithtown and the neighboring areas and all of Long Island are back well and happy and on their feet with their families being well and their businesses, even if they have to start all over again to grow it, to connect with the right people, and for us to help them any way we possibly can. I think that's our first wish after COVID. It shook us, everyone down to our core and businesses has changed. And some businesses have reinvented themselves so they can stay in business. And I commend them and anytime we can, we help them. But that would be my first wish to have well and happiness and have their business growing and their families and themselves well. The second, I have to agree with Beth that certainly sewers have been, I've been here for 15 years and that's all they've been talking about. But I am a part of the sewer group with our town, uh, leaders of our town, and we meet monthly and we are making progress and uh, we are moving baby steps nonetheless, but we are making progress uh, with our wonderful sewer group and all of the attention and the time that they're spending on that. And I really can almost see it in the foreseeable future that we, we have. We have uh, a direction, we have uh, a place for them, and uh, they're working very, very hard. I'm just really a, a support person there and, and just come to listen to what they have to say. And I'm thrilled to, that they concur with me as well. So that is very, very important. We can't grow our businesses and we can't really uh, grow our Main Street unless we have sewers. That is very, very important. Beth said it beautifully. And um, I guess the third thing which all chambers need is to, I hope that our reputation precedes us out there, that we attract other businesses who might be in need of um, our services and our connections and our networking and, um, and to join us <clears throat> and keep our membership up so that we can become uh, an integral part and stay an integral part of Smithtown. We, I think we do that well but we can never, um, we'd like to wrap our arms around the whole community, all right, and um, give them opportunity to grow their business. That's real, the reason why we're here. That's the real reason why we're here, so. Okay, Barbara, how many um, members do you have in your chamber? Well, up until 2019, okay, we had about 300 plus members. Hmm. And now we have about, I wanna say 175, 180, because obviously last year, you know, we send our membership out, Everybody was struggling as much as we were, and we certainly knew that we probably didn't even make the list of things that were very important for them to keep their doors open. So we understood that. So hopefully this fall, when we do our membership drive again, like Beth, we will have uh, some of our older members return to us, former members, and uh, certainly maybe attract some new members. Right now in my, um, in my folder today that I have a board meeting tomorrow, we have six new members who are joining us. So that's really a, a good thing to know that the wheels are turning, the people are back and they're excited to be connected. And um, that's what we really would like to um, go forward with. That's our third wish. Okay, good. Uh, you know, we've had a number of uh, chambers on over the last six months or so that actually grew their membership wow. throughout the pandemic, primarily because businesses that had no interest in the chamber all of a sudden realized they needed help. Yes. And yeah. they came to the chamber saying, what can you do for me? I'm, I'm dying on the vine here. Right, yes. So not, not one or two, but several chamber mm -hmm. presidents saying their membership has grown throughout the pandemic. So good I, to hear that. Yeah, I believe that because the legislators and all, all, of the, 
all of the news that came from Cuomo's office were directed at the chamber, knowing that we were going to pass it along to our members. So we really handheld them through a lot of things that they were going through. I'm sure Beth agrees with me about that, right, Beth? Yes, and that's exactly one of the prime men. When somebody says, what can the chamber do for me? That's exactly what I cite. This year, if you were not a chamber member, you were not privy to a lot of information that we were able to share with our members. Uh And that was a huge, huge help. It was. It certainly, certainly was. Okay. All right. Very good. Let's get back, though, to our day tripper segment. All right. Earlier in the program, we heard all about Smithtown from Barbara Franco. Now we're going to find out how to spend a day in the Mastic and Shirley communities. Uh, Beth, I already touched on the William Floyd estate. Uh, But what else can my family of five do for the day? Well, if they were into history, they would spend the day going to these historical sites, having dinner at our, we have a lovely Italian restaurant, Mama Lisa's. Uh, That's a nice day. However, we also have within our community, Smith Point County Park, which is Smith Point Beach, which hundreds of thousands of people go to every summer. It's a beautiful beach. Flight 800 Memorial is there. If you've never been there, you should go and see it. It is absolutely beautiful. Uh, And if you stay for the day, there's a a restaurant there called Tiki Joe's, and they have great food. And then in the evening, they have music and dancing on the boardwalk. It's a lot of fun. So those are basically the things to do. As I said, you know, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of restaurants because of the lack of sewers. We have mostly fast food, but hopefully that's going to change in the near future. Tell my audience a little bit more about the William Floyd estate and what they can expect if they go visit. Well, funny, because right now the estate itself, you cannot tour the building. There's uh, many outer buildings also, but the building itself is under construction. There's a lot of repairs that have to be done. So for the next year or so, the building itself will be closed. Normally it's open for tours, uh, but you can certainly access, they have a uh, a cemetery where uh, members of the family are, are buried as well as, which was a sore point in our community this last year, uh, some of the slaves that were there at that time. And, uh, and it's, it's an interesting thing. And then there's, as I said, there's many outbuildings. Uh, the, as a matter of fact, the Floyd family occupied that estate until the 70s. Uh, and then they, some of the family moved to Connecticut. Uh, so this is under the Fire at National Island Seashore control. But it's, a, it's so interesting to go through that building. When you start in the beginning of the, when you enter the building, the ceilings are very low. And as you go to the additions that they've added on over the years, the ceilings got higher. And they explain people were very short in colonial times. And as, for some reason, grew taller. So, of course, they had to keep raising the... Uh, the root, but the artifacts in that house are just unbelievable. I was actually watching, there's a show called Antiques Roadshow, and I was watching it a few years ago, and all of a sudden I hear the name William Floyd. So I, I looked, and it was somebody in the family had a chair that they brought to, to have it appraised. And the matching chair is in the estate. Mm-hmm. In the And I had seen the chair there, and it was a valued at like $150,000 for this one little chair. Wow. It's really an amazing place to go. And then, so we, are you suggesting it was an active residence up until the mid-70s? Oh, yes, yes. Oh. Yes. 19, in the 1970s, some of the family was still living there. And then they moved. some moved upstate, some moved to Connecticut. Yeah. And do you have a Native American population in your yes. community? We have a... Uh, a Puspatuck reservation. Matter of fact, it's right down the road from my house. Uh, yes, they they are very uh, they were very involved. They worked at the Floyd estate, you know, years ago and everything. And yeah, they're there. And they don't and for some reason they years ago I guess when they chose school districts 
they do not go to our school district. They go to the Santa Maria school district. I don't know why, but it, it's interesting. And they have a, a history. Uh, we're trying to incorporate them more into the community. They kind of stay to themselves, but we, you know, they have a very interesting history that we'd sure. love to learn more about. Sounds like you've got a lot of history as you were alluding to early on. Oh yeah. So anyway, well, thank you for that information. Coming up next, it's Ask a Leader. And that's where I'll stop asking the questions and I let each of our guests take the mic. You're listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Mark Snyder, welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Let me reintroduce my guest with me today. I have Barbara Franco. She's the executive director of the Greater Smithtown Chamber of Commerce and Beth Wall, president of the Chamber of Commerce of the Mastics and Shirley. Okay, it's time for Ask a Leader. And this is where I turn over the microphone and I let our guests ask the questions. So Barbara, I'm gonna start with you uh, since I think you're prepared for a question for Beth. Anything you wanted to ask her? Well, um, Mastic and Shirley, um, if we were gonna go out and spend the day there, are there motels or a hotel there that we could stay over and spend the day? No, there isn't. What is the closest one, I would think? So uh, There's one in Yapang. Yapang. I think it's okay. Spring Hill. Some Spring Hill, Spring Hill yeah. uh, right properties, I think. Yeah. My yeah. family is, stays there. My son and his family live in Jersey. Right. So when they come for a wedding or something, they all stay yes. there. It's only yeah. 10 minutes away. So Beth, Beth yeah. this goes back to the situation with the sewers. Mm-hmm. You can't have a hotel. Yep. Or no, a motel, exactly right? Right. If you yeah, don't have one sewers. thing I forgot to mention about the sewers is this funding originally came because of Superstorm Sandy. Mm-hmm. And because our we're so densely populated, they were able to include 2,000 homes along the Forge River, which will be getting sewers. And we, I happen to be lucky enough to be in that area, we actually will be getting free hookups. Wow free everything that we will pay nothing except a sewer tax i think of 470 dollars a year they will abandon our sewers they will do everything we have to do nothing unfortunately for the businesses that does not happen it's extremely extremely expensive for the businesses to hook up and i've been trying to figure out a better way but this the government doesn't want to hear it well, Beth, you made reference to Superstorm Sandy. That was nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Are you still waiting on money from that? Oh, yeah. We still have homes that people have not been able to get back into in Mastic Beach, especially. You have to raise your home now if you live along the, the waterways and the wetlands and everything. And that's an extremely expensive thing. If you don't raise your home, you cannot get insurance or anything, but there, there are people who still have not gotten back into their homes. Right. But if I understood you correctly, you said that there is money put aside for sewers yes. that you're waiting on. Yes. But that's nine years ago. Yes. What's, well, what's the holdup? To the government. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, that threw me off there for a second. So, okay. Welcome to the way government works. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) Okay, Uh, Beth, what about you? You have a question for Barbara? Yes, Barbara. You know, I I hear you said you have a fairly large membership as compared to ours. Prior to COVID, when you have your general meetings, approximately how many members actually attend the meeting? Well, we're very lucky. We have breakfast meetings, we have lunch meetings, and we have after-hour meetings. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, tonight, between six and eight, we're going to be in Insignia, which is one of the nicest, beautiful yes. places here. Uh, we have many, many restaurants that we frequent, um, but we're in Insignia. Everybody wants to go to Insignia tonight. Um, 
we make it as convenient as we possibly can. Uh, let's say a breakfast meeting, perhaps so we'll have 25, 30 people at a breakfast meeting because that's convenient for them. At a lunch meeting, it depends on our speaker or what our subject matter is. Um, certainly when we have uh, Suffolk County, Steve Ballone speak at our January meeting, which is once a year, he certainly does come and we, we pack the house. We, we mm-hmm. have to go to the water mill and get a catering hall because it's really quite very well attended and uh, all the business leaders want to hear what he has to say and what his forecast is for the year. And then there are lunch meter meetings that, um, again, we have wonderful restaurants here. So we pick a, a restaurant that will accommodate us. And I want to say pre-COVID now, we can get 60 people for, for lunch. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, That's it's not um, our biggest. I mean... I guess in comparison, we usually get 25. Yes, and that's true. Uh, that's true of most chambers. Yeah. You're absolutely in right. Every other chamber I speak to has the same issue. And yes. We're trying to figure out how can we get people more involved, and, and I don't know the answer to that. Well, perhaps a, a speaker that a timely speaker. Oh yeah, we try that all the time, but but I don't. I I for me, I just don't understand why someone wants to pay dues, join a group. Right. And we never hear from them again. Yeah, amazing. I find it very frustrating. I Can I uh, chime in here? Um, Barbara, you, you, you touched on something. Um, I'm going to back up for a second. I would say the number one um, comment, question, observation that's been made on this show in the last three years is how do I boost my membership? Mm-hmm. And Barbara touched on something a little bit, but I want to share with you something the Hicksville Chamber of Commerce has been doing for a long time, okay? They do a breakfast meeting one month. Right. They do a lunch meeting the following month, and they do a dinner meeting the following month. Right. And twice a month, twice a year, excuse me, they do a Saturday meeting at the library. Now, when you think about it, if you're in the food business, you will never, ever make a breakfast, lunch, or dinner meeting. Right. If you are a sole proprietor, you will probably never be able to make any of those meetings. Exactly. Uh, Lionel Chitty is the executive director of the Hicksville Chamber. And he says, you know, that Saturday meeting, we do it twice a month. It's not that it's well attended. He said, but I see 15 people that I never see the rest of the year because, because they can't make the meetings. But by moving the meetings around, and they've been doing it for a long time now. And he said in the beginning, it was slow. You know, we used to do dinners and just dinners, but people who have to race home to be with their family won't make a dinner. Somebody who is as a martial arts studio or a gymnastics school or a dance studio will never make that dinner meeting. So what they did was they said, let's start spreading it out. And yeah, the first time they did a breakfast meeting, it was lightly attended, but they stuck with it. And then they introduced a lunch meeting. And what they started to do was every month they'd mix it up. So I mentioned that to you, Barbara, you touched on a little bit because you're kind of there. Um, and I recommend to all chambers to think about right. why people don't come to meetings. And a lot of times is, is they just can't make it. Right. So you give them every opportunity right. to make a meeting. Yeah, we did that for a while. We were doing lunch meetings and then alternating with a dinner meeting. And we did notice there were people, different people coming to those meetings. That was was good thing because we're reaching people we couldn't reach the other at another meeting. Right. So and you didn't, I think you didn't mention a breakfast meeting. Breakfast meetings are good because it's a quick hit. Right. It's yeah. from maybe eight to nine and people get on with their day. They like that. Yeah. And the Saturday meeting fascinated me. I love because that. I love that. That's not, great. I never thought of it. Right. I didn't yeah. either. That's a I think that's, that's a great idea. Point. He does it. Tw- they do it twice a month. Tw- I keep saying twice a year. They do it twice a year. Yeah. And so anyway, it was very successful, the Hicksville Chamber. And that can be yeah, big, got 300, 300 members, too. Yeah, it's a big oh, chamber. Absolutely. I'm going to bring that back to my board. That's interesting. Yeah. Thank you very much. That, Mark, that's great. Good. OK, so I want to ask my leaders here a question. And uh, I'm always fascinated and interested to learn how you rise through the ranks. So, uh, Beth, mm-hmm. tell me uh, how you got started with the chamber but ultimately how you rose to the top. Oh, goodness. Oh, it's an interesting story. <laughs> and that's why I ask. Actually, I don't have a business. I'm not a business owner. Ah. I am the president of a not-for-profit 
called the William Floyd Community Summit, which is a grassroots organization that does a lot, has a different committees like beautification, blah, 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 blah through the community. Right. So the summit had joined the chamber just as a member. And they started asking me to be the president. And I kept saying no, because I'm not a business owner and I don't know that much about running a business. I don't, they said, but you run a big not-for-profit. So for the last 10 years, I've been the president and uh, that's a long time to be the president. And uh, I'm getting a little old and a little tired. Actually, a lot old. <laughs> 10 um, years? 10 years you've been president? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's time now to start looking to the future and trying to find others that are going to step up. And our board, we now have gotten quite a few new members, younger members that are getting interested in taking over. So in the next few years, I think we'll be able to really have a great, great group that'll be able to run this chamber. That's great. Let's back up though. How did you get introduced to the chamber? How'd that start? Uh, actually, because, because you didn't come in as president. No, no, oh. I came in. I, the, the William Floyd Summit was a member of the chamber. And as a member, each organization or business has a rep to the meetings. So I was going to the meetings just as a representative uh, from the summit. And somehow or other, all of a sudden, I don't know how it happened. I was the president. Funny how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've been volunteering in this community for the last 40 years between the schools and 20 years I've been the president of the summit. So, you know, I have a problem saying no, apparently. <laughs> so, well, I can also tell you're very passionate about your community. Yeah, I am. That's, that's clear to me. Yeah. It's a wonderful community. Well, thank you for your service to oh, the community. That's great. Barbara, what about you? How did you... Um, become the executive director of the Greater Smithtown Chamber. What's your story? Well, how I got involved with the Chamber of Commerce, I left Coldwell Banker um, as a vice president when they merged with another company. And um, somebody thought it was a good idea. And then one of the managers that I had worked with knew that there was an opening in Smithtown. And she called me and she said, I think this would be perfect for you. And I said, really, thank you very much. I'm fine where I am. So long story short, a few people called and they said, I think that you'd be pretty good. You bring all your experience. I think that they um, would need you. The lady that I was replacing, if you will, she was here for quite a few years. She was retiring. So the position was open and they were interviewing a lot of people. So I came and um, I liked what I heard and I guess they did too. So the rest is history. I just um, picked up the ball and ran with it. I'm still running with it. Okay. Well, I'm many of the executive director positions uh, are volunteer. It sounds to me like this is a paid position. It is. All right. Most presidents are volunteer on Long Island as well. So you're, you're blessed that uh, you can take your talent and uh, you can get paid for it as well. Yes. That's I great. That there's only five, five chambers that are really have um, somebody who's being paid as an executive director. Hmm. All right. We just have a few minutes to go before we wrap it up, but uh, I want to give Beth an opportunity. Beth, you talked about uh, you got plans for December coming up. That's your next big thing. Anything else you want to plug for your Chamber of Commerce? Uh, well, as I said, we're working on our annual dinner. Uh, we're honoring the uh, principal of our high school, Phil Scotto. Uh, I, now I'm saying he was so good, we have to honor him for two years instead of one. Oh, he right. be our man of the year for two years. And uh, we also, as I said, we're still pushing for the sewers. We'll be doing more rallies about that. And uh, right now, our membership drive is our big, big concern. And um, what else do we do? We usually have a Halloween event for two to 300 children we invite for free. And, and, uh, and then we also have an extravaganza for Easter uh, where we have three to 400 children that come for free with entertainment and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun for the kids. So it's all, it's all coming back. Oh yes, I can't uh, wait. 
Barbara, what else? What do you got coming up in the next uh, couple of months? You well, need to know about the momentum of a festival day behind us. So uh, we hit the pavement running, of course, and um, we have restaurant week in August. I had mentioned that uh, this mid August, and then right, but before that, we have a wonderful golf outing for the 9/11 responders Memorial Park. It oh. is in Wisconsin. John Field is the gentleman with the John Field organization is, is spearheading it. He has for the last 20 years. And um, we help out uh, the beautification of that park and we support the park on that. So we have a golf outing, but collectively we have a golf outing that, um, that donates to the park and uh, to keep it going. Can't believe Sounds it's great. from now, yes. And then we have a 5K run in September. And then um, that money is donated, uh, some of it, to the Angeles House Foundation here on Long Island, Angeles House. And in October, we have an art and music event in a wonderful um, Smithtown uh, Town Council of, um, Museum. And it's a beautiful, beautiful venue. And we have entertainment all night. And we have passing trays of hors d'oeuvres and a wonderful caterer that um, it's it's. Very, very, very lovely. And it gets bigger every year. We hope we didn't do it last year, of course. Nobody did anything last year, but we hope to have it uh, bigger and better this year. So um, got a couple you've got of- a, You've got a full agenda. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we really do. But we happily uh, host them and, and, and we like to think that they're pretty successful. All right. Special thanks to my two guests today, Barbara Franco, Executive Director of the Greater Smithtown Chamber of Commerce, she was joined by Beth Wall, president of the Chamber of Commerce of the Mastics and Shirley. I appreciate both of you joining me today on Chamber Chatter. I hope you have a wonderful summer. Enjoy. As a reminder, Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast. You can visit wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. And on YouTube, search WCWP Studios. Today's program has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Special thanks to my engineer and longtime friend, Dan Cox, who is also the director of broadcasting at WCWP. And now he's added grandfather to his list of accomplishments. So congratulations, Dan, and to your wife, Nan. And to my listeners, remember to always keep your local businesses in mind when you're making purchases, when you're utilizing services, it's that important. Coming up next is Project Independence in You. This is 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Have a nice weekend. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit WCWP.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.